What's going on and welcome into Pels and Whistles episode number 18 right here on the Believe Network. Of course, Pels and Whistles is presented by Bet Online. I'm Daniel Salerson alongside Rel Myers. Hope everyone had a fantastic holiday season as now we gear up for 2023 as the Pelicans look to end the calendar year on a high note. And they certainly did last night defeating the Pacers shorthanded 113 to 93 first off rel how the heck was your christmas were you able to enjoy some time with your wife i was i was we spent some time with the families uh on both sides um i got to watch a little bit of basketball on christmas day uh they tried to subject me to a little bit of football but i was like no there's five basketball games on i need more nba so it was a good day yeah, I was a little bummed that the NFL just trying to take over Christmas Day. <laughs> this is a basketball holiday. It's not meant for football. I know there's so many more people that like football more yeah. than basketball. But for us <laughs> basketball fans, I'm getting pretty perturbed when everyone's talking about Rams and Broncos instead of <laughs> Bucks and Celtics or Lakers, yeah. Mavericks, whatever. I was a little frustrated by how much NFL there was on Christmas Day. <laughs> They're moving in on our turf. I didn't appreciate it, but that's fine. I got to catch a couple of good, good games, especially that uh, that Denver Phoenix game. That was a nice little end to that. So, uh, yeah, it was a fun day. I'd like to thank the Denver Nuggets for their service that night, as uh, the Pelicans <laughs> did get some help. Um, they've gotten a little bit of help, even on uh, from the Golden State Warriors against the Memphis Grizzlies. And you yeah. know what's funny is the conversation between those two teams has been a rivalry, and I know that kind of seems familiar for us. Mm-hmm. With the Pelicans and Suns, are are the Grizzlies and and Warriors starting to form kind of a a hatred like Pelicans and Suns are? Yeah, I think the Grizzlies thing, uh, the Grizzlies and Warriors thing, goes back uh, just a little bit further than ours does with the with the Suns. But um, there's just so much trash talk between them two, as well as Memphis and um, Minnesota as well. So at a certain point last season, I was like, okay, I'm kind of ready for for these series to be over between these two teams because all this is unnecessary. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the Pelicans are now second in the Western Conference after their big win over the Pacers last night. Actually, before I get into that, I saw on Twitter, well, that you gave your wife a nice pair of kicks. And I was wondering (laughs) if mine are in the mail. Did they get lost? Or are we just waiting maybe for next year to exchange gifts? What's going on? Uh, Mostly waiting for you to get settled into your new place. I didn't want them to get delivered to the old place. So. Just playing it safe. That's all. <laughs> okay, yeah. For those watching on YouTube, I hope you enjoy my background here as I'm trying to get settled and figure out where the desk should be here in the new office, but that's uh, neither here or there. Let's talk about <laughs> the way the Pelicans played last night over the Pacers, winning by 20. And look, we kept seeing the uh, injury updates uh, mm. for the Pelicans. We already knew about Brandon Ingram, Herb Jones, but then, you know, everyone's like, oh, Zion's out of concussion or not concussion, but COVID protocols. You're like, mm-hmm. great. And then up, he's going to be out kind of getting back in the in the swing of things. And uh, Trey Murphy, he's going to be out. And you're like, what in the heck is going on? Larry Nance being out. But despite mm-hmm. all that, it looked like the Pelicans did not miss a beat. And I think that's kind of been the theme of this year, Rel, is no matter who is out, you can't, kill these, can't count these Pelicans out of, of any game. Yeah, I was pretty nervous hearing that Herb and Dyson were going to be missing. And then Larry was, of course, still, you know, questionable. And it was a game time decision. And we've seen how that goes. So I wasn't really expecting him to play. But when they said he was available, I was like, okay, Larry's Larry's coming to the rescue. Right. But um, I mean, Indiana, they're they're a 500 team, but they've been playing good basketball as of late, and especially Tyrese Halliburton. So with us not having Herb and Dyson specifically, I'm like, I don't know. This guy might go for like 50 on us. <laughs> and so I, I can't lie. I was not expecting to win that game, but I had said that my approach was going to be, um, I'll expect the worst, but I will gladly accept 
the best. And so, yeah, 20 point win. I can't complain about it. Najee had a career high 22 points. Um, and he also had six rebounds and four assists. So that was awesome. He had a really, really good game. The knife, the knife, the, the slicing knife. through <laughs> the Pacers defense. Um, he, it wasn't a knife last night. It was a machete for him. I felt like the way yeah. he was able to play out there. I mean, that that's the kind of thing that, you know, makes you so excited about this Pelicans roster because you have a guy like Najee who's been pretty consistent this year as far as coming off the bench, has been putting up some pretty good numbers, but such a team player loves playing for the guys around him and he got the opportunity to start and, and took full advantage. And, you know, just what he showed last night shows that if you do need Najee in a pinch or any of these guys coming off the bench, that you're, you're not as worried as maybe in previous seasons when you had all these guys out in a game like this. And you're thinking, Oh boy, is it going to be a 20 point loss or a 30 point loss? Not a 20 point win against right. a team. Like you mentioned, that was over 500. Yeah. So I was very glad to be able to pull that off. And that was the third straight for us having beat OKC in overtime and beating um, San Antonio. So I feel like we played San Antonio a little bit closer than I would have liked. Um, and Sohan, he, he led the team with 23 points and he's out there shooting free throws with one hand. He actually went mm -hmm. seven for 10 from the line that yep. night. So yeah, we're, we're, you know, we had the seven straight wins and the four straight losses, but we seem to be bouncing back nicely. So hopefully we can carry some momentum into, into that Minnesota game. Yeah, I think that's been the key for the Pelicans is that they broke that losing streak and ended up starting a new winning streak, which is a good sign for New Orleans as well. Are we going to end the Miles Turner talk uh, after last night's game, or is that continuing to go on, whether everyone wants to trade for him? It seems like the Miles Turner situation has been like a three-year running joke. Yeah, I hope, <laughs> it's, I hope it's over. I feel like there's still going to be a few people out there who are going to want him, which say, you know, you're entitled to your opinion. That's totally fine. There's just particular people who will be like tagging me and they're like, are you sure you don't want him? And I'm like, look, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter if I don't want him. It's it's what the front office wants and it doesn't really look like they want him. So um, yeah, it was, it was a tough night for Turner, a tough night for Halliburton. And we really, uh really capitalized on that. But I told the kid next to me, like, Hey, Hall uh, Turner plays really well against the Pelicans. Um, but that's about it. <laughs> so that doesn't really help us. Yeah, and the Pacers are on a back-to-back. -back. They face the Atlanta Hawks tonight, so it might be a little tougher for them as well. Um, it did make me think, though, the way the Pelicans played last night and also the Miles Turner thing that everyone seems to bring up. When it comes to this team at the trade deadline, I know we're still way over a month away from that. Mm -hmm. And I think David Griffin in the offseason, look, didn't really make a ton of moves, didn't think he really needed to make a ton of moves based on the construction of this roster, based on the continuity that he wanted from this playoff team last year into this year mm -hmm. with that being said, is it going to be the same approach for Dave in here come the trade deadline? Because here's a couple of options. You stay put, you, you ride with this team, you build that continuity, you build that chemistry. The relationships are so good. Why rock the boat? Yeah. But then you also see an opportunity here where you are right now, still 30 some games in battling for a top seed in the West. Do you make that move to put yourself over the hump? Like, how do you balance out trying to jeopardize what you have going on versus do you want to skip a step and make that extra leap now or let the process play out itself? I like to imagine they have a couple different scenarios um, in mind. And I, and I feel like a good way to play it is to think, okay, like, let's see where we're trending. What's our record going to look like around the deadline? Because, you know, obviously a lot of these moves are made 
the day of, right? right. <laughs> Nobody's making moves two weeks before the deadline and, and whatnot. But um, I, I kind of feel like a move will really depend on what the what the record looks like. So it's if we look like, hey, we can go win it all and we know that we can potentially get somebody who will really move the needle, then I think that they might do it. But at the same time, yeah, they, they talk a lot about getting good people in the locker room and good characters and um, – you, you don't really want to want to rock that boat, like you said, especially with how well the team's been doing. I mean, 21 and 12 through 33 games, second in the West. Um, it's really nothing to nothing to scoff at. You know, they're doing really well. Um, and it's it's I don't know. It's tricky. It's really tricky because you don't want to mess up the chemistry, but you do want to kind of like propel yourself uh, towards more success. I think others are waiting for the Pelicans to kind of come back to earth, as they say, but it feels like the way this team is playing that maybe that's not going to be the case for them. Um, when, it, when you look at the the West right now with, with Denver and Phoenix and Memphis and all those teams Phoenix and um, you know, all those teams trying to battle mm-hmm. it out for the number one. But, you know, I think a lot of people say, Oh, it's early. You know, some of these teams are going to fall backwards. Some of these teams are going to move up, but the way this Pelicans team plays, it seems like they, they, might not be going anywhere for quite some time, which will will be a nice surprise for this squad. Yeah. I wanted to, um, before I forget, definitely have to give Jackson Hayes his kudos. Um, starting with that OKC game. Um, we had a lot of guys in double figures that night. We had, I had, I think, uh, we had seven, seven guys in double figures. So all the starters were in double figures, two guys off the bench, um, with double digits with their points, but Jack's had 21 points, six rebounds and four assists. And then, um, you know, last night he had a couple of big plays. He had an awesome block, early first quarter. Um, so he's, he stayed ready. And that seems to be the theme, um, you know, with these guys, they talk a lot about next man up and um, everyone really steps up to the challenge. And there's guys who've been racking up DMPs and they can come in the game and get you double digits, might even get you a, a double, double. So huge shout out to him and, uh, and Najee also. Yeah. Devonte Graham uh, playing some meaningful minutes as well for the Pelicans. Look at it. You, you've really needed everyone here in the last couple of weeks and it yeah. you know it's crazy when we talk about the injuries you feel like you're finally starting to get healthy again and then you have a game like last night you're like uh-oh what's gonna happen <laughs> now when you add more guys to it um mm-hmm. hopefully they can get healthy for wednesday this is a tough stretch for the pelicans i feel like the end of the calendar year but a good test to yeah. see where they're at two of the three games at home you start with the Minnesota Timberwolves on wednesday no carl anthony towns i believe he's still out correct Rel. so you still I have believe. to worry about the the rest of their squad friday you have the red hot philadelphia 76ers who as we're recording right now are riding an eight game winning streak and of course i sent you the wonderful tweet last <laughs> night someone else might be returning against new orleans it really is becoming an nba trend as tyrese maxi <laughs> has been reported to be ready to go um against the pelicans of, of course it's maybe they're thinking we need everyone we can against this pelican Ooh. squad that's how i'm looking at it and then a back-to-back to end the calendar year as you go to Memphis. What a way to ring in the new year with a, a battle with your division foe <laughs> in know. the Memphis Grizzlies. But it's going to be a big test. Uh, you're, I think you're going to need some guys back. Not saying that this team can't handle it, obviously, like they did against the Pacers. But um, hopefully Zion's back maybe uh, on Wednesday and maybe B.I. back this week and, and you can yeah. finish this calendar year strong. Fingers crossed. I'm hoping to get all those guys back. I want everybody off the injury report. The only person who will be on there is EJ Liddell, unfortunately, but everybody yeah. else, I want them off the report. I don't want any more questionables, 
no probables, doubtfuls, none of that. But um, I really, I, I'm not a fan of, of the Timberwolves at all. But um, the Sixers, I really want to beat them specifically because last year, home opener, uh, Joel Embiid made some comments about how empty it was in the Smoothie King Center and how, you know, he wouldn't want to play in there and things th- along that line, right? Uh, comments in those nature. So I would love to beat them in what I'm sure is going to be a full house. I mean, it's a Friday night. It's, you know, we're still wrapping up the holidays and everything, but I think um, also, I think it's a 7.30 tip off maybe. So that also helps as far as getting people in the door um, and being rowdy as soon as we, as soon as we tip the game off. But uh, yeah, I kind of like to stick it to those guys and, and keep a streak going too. beat Minnesota. Let's go for four beat Philly. Let's go for five. (laughs) I have a weird hatred for the Sixers. And when I say weird, (laughs) It's because last year we flew all the way up to Philadelphia mm-hmm. and they decided that everyone was in COVID protocols. So I'm not saying everyone they decided, but they were almost at the point where if they didn't have enough players, they'd have to postpone. Oh. And then magically some other players appeared on the injury report um, with a with an injury not related to COVID, which their numbers went up or down enough where the roster could not be, you know, they couldn't put a roster together for what? the game. So we flew all the way up there canceled the game and this was after the Sixers were playing a back-to-back the next day against Boston and all of a sudden everyone was ready to go for that now I remember (laughs) and then they rescheduled the Pelicans game to come back up on the second night of a back-to-back and we just go back up there and get demolished and I just gosh Doc Rivers looking out again brilliant move (laughs) by him to, to to make sure hey Oh yeah, Maxie's battling an ankle. MB's now questionable with with some sort of injury. Nope, can't feel the team for tonight. But well, look at—they're all magically ready to go tomorrow against the Boston Celtics. So that's wow. where I come into play as far as a again a very unnatural hatred for the Philadelphia 76ers <laughs> based on past experience. But I do want to see they're going to be pretty much fully healthy if you have Maxie coming back, Harden, Joel Embiid. I want to mm-hmm. see how the Pelicans stack up against. Potentially one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference. I think that's going to be a fun matchup Friday night. Yeah, I am definitely looking forward to it. I just like being in the blender. I told someone last night, they were like, how are you doing? I was like, well, I'd be much better with a win. I'd be much better if all our guys were playing. But at the same time, I'm just happy to be in the building and see a couple familiar faces. Lyle's in town. Lyle Swithenbank from Australia came to grace us with his presence. So I got to meet him last night. So we'll probably hang out on Friday after the game. Let's just make it a big party. Everyone, everyone's invited. <laughs> Everyone but me, as I'll be here. In Atlanta, <laughs> if you can hey, make it. it. <laughs> I can, but it snowed a little bit last night here in the Ooh. in the Atlanta area, a little bit on the ground. I thought, you know, I had to go out and get the bread and the milk and lock myself <laughs> in. But, you know, it turns out it doesn't really stick here in Georgia. And so just okay. a little bit on the grass, but. No one freaking out like I thought um, it w- would happen. But, yeah, definitely pretty cold here. Um, it's been cold there, too, as well, hasn't it? It has. I was I was happy to have um, kind of a colder Christmas for once. I can wear some long sleeves, maybe wear a heavier hoodie or something like that. So um, I welcomed it. But for the most part, I don't really have to go outside unless I'm going to a game or going to a watch party. So people who had to leave to go to work and stuff, they're just like, dude, this, this weather sucks. So for me, it's it's the cold's not so bad it's when it's cold and rainy that's when it's another level of like misery so don't mind the cold but it just can't be wet how was the atmosphere like in the smoothie king center last night uh just wanted to get your thoughts on just how it was you know no school for most people no work mm-hmm. for a lot of others you know with the monday after christmas 
Was it a, was it a good atmosphere last night against the Pacers? It was. Um, it was a sold out game, I believe. Um, and it wasn't so much of a rowdy crowd as it was, you know, when Phoenix was here and things like that. But um, it was packed. I mean, I showed up at uh, let's see, the doors are opening at six. I showed up at about five fifty seven or something, and I got in a line that was pretty long uh, to get inside. And then when I had, you know, I'm heading up to my seat um, right around the time they're doing the anthem. I look out the window as I'm going up the escalator and there's still a super long line outside. So people are just like clamoring to get in. But um, yeah, it was packed. It was a good atmosphere. It wasn't playoff like, but um, they showed Steve Gleason up on the jumbo trying nice. and it got super, super loud. The, the sound machine was cranked all the way up for that <laughs> moment. So <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I think I'm going to purchase my own Smoothie King Center sound machine. That should be something that should be <laughs> sold, you know, in the team store. You know, one of those yeah. wound up ones. I need it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll send awesome. one to Eddie Johnson next year for Christmas. <laughs> Should have gone in that for this year. Smoothie King Center sound machine. He's blocking people on Twitter and all sorts of stuff, man. I'm like, you guys, I get it. You know, we like to be petty and stuff. But yeah, they're they're on his case for sure. Speaking of on their case, I feel like uh, I think now Jeff Goodman has been added to the list as far as did you see that yeah, from him? I did. I did. Um that was pretty lame. Uh, <laughs> I think people can, uh, people need to give that a rest, you know. Like, but what's the point probably, of that? What's there's the no point, point. There's no point. They just think it's funny and it's not funny and it's never been funny. And, you know, I follow Underdog NBA on Twitter and I saw their post and it said that, you know, due to reconditioning, Zion wasn't going to play. And I'm like, I know you guys don't usually give a lot of like detail and context yeah. with these tweets, but that one just, set them up for 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 jokes or yeah because the context is it's reconditioning from covid Mm -hmm. um which cj mccollum did the same thing after he had covid which all of them have to do when you miss a few games and you can't do anything because of covid it's not like you're out and you're still able to practice with the team you're still able to run like when you're in covid protocols you can't do anything and so you do have to take a couple of days to get your legs back underneath you get back in the 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 game condition that it takes to run up and down the court for 30, 35 minutes. And again, no matter mm-hmm. if it's Zion or CJ or anyone else, um, it just, the jokes are just getting way too old. And of course we can yeah. probably go down the list. I've seen the list of who's on the list. And I guess Jeff Goodman did uh, accept uh, his place on the, on the naughty <laughs> list, I should say for the Pels 12. Um, but I, I hope this list doesn't keep growing because for, for reasons like that, it's just, it's just nonsense to me. I feel like it's going to keep growing. I feel like people, um, you know, they've got certain things in their head from the, from day one, from as soon as we got Zion. Right. So they just, they take this little idea and they run with it. And it's been, you know, three and a half or so years. And they still think that like, there's no way he wants to be here. They still think there's no way he's not going to end up being a bust and things like that. But you know, what do they know? I saw John Hollinger again, float out the potential of moving, and I'm like, can you all just like, yeah, like just a little tidbit on like another team that, you know, might be selling their team soon or something was like, well, New Orleans still could be a possibility. And it's oh, like, stop. Word. We're going to have to, I, I wish we, you know, record on Festivus because we could have aired all these grievances <laughs> about all these people, but maybe that should be part of, you know, we'll, we'll do another one of these before the calendar year. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have a new year's resolution special. And I yeah. think we'll, we'll have some fun with what, not only should players and us should be working on in the new year, but maybe some members of the media too, as far as their new year's resolutions for how to handle this team, because no matter what you say about this team, it's not going to matter because I think we're showing everyone 
who we are, what type of team this is, and they are not going anywhere. I think that's yeah. kind of a, again, the us against the world mentality, I think is still there. Yeah, I definitely feel that. Um, I want to say last night, back back to this uh, Indiana game, um, because of how I thought Tyrese Halliburton was going to totally torch us. I saw an interesting um, uh, same game parlay where it was Halliburton was going to get a double-double and like Andrew Nimhard was going to get a double-double and then they were going to win. It was like a two-and-a-half-point spread or something. And I think the odds were like plus 4,000 or something. So <laughs> I had like 105 bucks in the app and I said – how much could I get if if the, if I won this, you know, and I put the 105 in and it was like $13,000 <laughs> and me thinking that we're not going to win the game. I was like, should I do it? No, I didn't do it. I'm too scary. I can't. <laughs> well, I, uh, I floated a Tyrese Halliburton prop out there on one of, um, on one of my apps and um, mm-hmm. did not work out for me um, last night because the Pelicans did so well. And I think a lesson learned don't bet against the Pelicans, no matter the situation but you can use bet online as they remain your number one source for all sports betting this season everything from nfl and bowl season to esports for bowl games today by the way shout out georgia southern playing at noon eastern today go eagles you'll always find the latest odds team matchup info player news and game trends at bet online it features live betting free contests live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable fastest and easiest to bet on your favorite leagues and events Head to betonline.ag to join and receive 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-B, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. So, yes, you have you spent a lot of money on gifts over these last couple of weeks. Make sure you win <laughs> some of that money back, uh, courtesy of us with the 50% welcome bonus, courtesy of BELIEVE as well. So maybe I'll... Uh, use that tonight in order to try to get some money back they lost thanks to Tyrese Halburn not doing anything <laughs> uh, against the Pelicans but um, another solid night around the association tonight and um, a big week for New Orleans here as, as we wrap up the show just again Rel, when you're looking at these next three games um, I think the Minnesota game is still a very important one for them and, and where they at and uh, another person I don't think a lot of people like here is Mr. Rudy Gobert and not I, a fan. <laughs> <laughs> not a fan. I call him Rudolph every chance I get. Um, I just I don't know what it is. Is he just not likable? Is it just me? Is it just me? No, like it's, people? It, it's not you. It's it's <laughs> I'm I'm the same way. I don't know. The the touching of the microphones a couple of years ago uh, kind of uh that was so annoying. Gobert so shuts down COVID. Uh, shuts and it down didn't the help NBA. that it was him. You know, if it was anyone else, I might have rolled my eyes a little bit and be like, oh, this guy, right? But because it was Rudy, I was like, seriously? Like, but I also, I feel like my dislike for him comes from the Anthony Davis days. And it's the same as with Carl Anthony Towns. I always felt like AD was better than both of those guys. Um, but I feel like they got more um respect than he did and i just didn't get it so it made me not like them i always thought that um tony ruffles is what i call him i don't want to call him ad anymore because yeah. we, ha- we have our own special ad <laughs> <laughs> exactly but davis um i always felt like he was better than um than than rudolph i don't, I don't think that gobert is um defensive player of the year i don't th- and even anthony edwards said uh that he didn't put any fear in his heart. <laughs> so <laughs> now they have to play together. But it's like, I don't know. I never believed that he was this defensive force. But, you know, what do I know? Good thing I don't do the voting. Yeah, and they're having a hard time figuring out how to play, you know, with one another right now. Still a team that everyone thought would be at the top of the Western Conference. Of course, 
Carl Anthony Towns being out doesn't help, but also when both of those guys have been on the floor together, it's a little bit of a challenge to get two seven footers out there. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think in this day and age in the NBA, that's not really the attack strategy. I know the, you know, the Pelicans were able to work that out with Boogie and Tony Ruffles a few years ago, but um, <laughs> yeah. I think ever since then the game has evolved a little bit more where it's not as productive to have those bigs, but former Pelicans assistant GM, Tim Connolly uh, going all in with that, that roster after leaving Denver and we'll see how it plays <laughs> out. I think um, Nas Reed could also cause uh, some problems for us as well. He always matchup. plays well against the Pelicans. He's one <laughs> of those he? Pelican killers. <laughs> Certified Pelican killer. I remember, uh, I think it was Jake Lehman a few years ago. He was, he solidified himself as a, a Pelican killer. But now anytime I see him, he's just like rotting away on someone's bench. It's kind of, it's kind of sad. It's, it's sad that they don't know. They didn't see the tape. They don't know to play him against the Pelicans. Isn't he but, in um, Phoenix? Uh, because wasn't he part I of the little like kerfuffle the last week? Or I thought he was in the kind it of It might have been like a Jock Landale, who was also. Jock Landale, yeah. <laughs> when he was with the Spurs last year, he yes. kind of torched us a little bit. But um, yeah, I know Nas Reed is also kind of like um, a target for some of the fans. Um, people will sometimes put his stats but won't say who it is and they're like look at this don't you think this could help and so i did a little research and i figured out like oh they're talking about nas reed so mm-hmm. um i don't know i don't know how i feel about that i dev- i know for sure i feel very strongly about the miles turner thing nas reed i don't really have an opinion so far but um i think tomorrow if he you know if he does really well against us i'm naturally going to be upset but other people naturally are going to be like oh yeah we should go get that guy because that's that's how things trend Again, the, the key is when, for those who are listening that are a part of the trade machine or a part of throwing out things, <laughs> the key is is who's going to want to do this trade? Do both yeah. teams want to do this? Because it's easy to go, we should get Nas Reed. We should go get this guy. Who are you trading back to the Minnesota Timberwolves? Who are you trading back to the Pacers? And be careful what you wish for, too. Because, yeah. um, again, the way this team is constructed – there's not a lot of teams that complement each other the way the Pelicans do and the chemistry that the Pelicans have and the love for one another and the play for one another that clearly is shown every single night on and off the court. So again, we'll come to this when it comes to the trade deadline Hmm. is how do you find that balance of shaking things up a little bit to get yourself a solidified home court in the first round or buy in with your team, which I think David Griffin has and Trajan Langdon has, is, is keeping it the way it is because it seems to be working right now, even with all these guys being injured. Uh, we're doing really well in this set of 10 games here. It's games 31 through 33. We're 3-0. and <laughs> So we're we're off to a good start for games 31 through uh, 40. But um, before we go, what did you think about uh, that Christmas game with Memphis and, uh, and Golden State? And all I loved the- it. <laughs> I loved it. I apps. I love. I love the trash talk, and I like the beef. I like again. Um, what I don't like, and it's not just that game, but you're seeing it more and more when there are little scuffles or trash talk, and mm-hmm. nothing happens. The holding yeah. me back when you know, like, <laughs> this is not an example from that game, but the whole Jordan Clarkson last week, uh, where it looked like he was about to throw down, but he didn't oh, throw yeah. down initially when he was in the guy's face as soon as someone went to hold him back all of a sudden he was ready to fight and it's just like come on man if you're gonna make a move if you're gonna want to if you're gonna throw a haymaker and suspend yourself at least just just do it then like don't act yeah. like you're gonna do this and then wait for someone in the back you're lucky that guy back yeah. or held me back otherwise you would have been in trouble like 
again, that's how I would fight because I would not be able to, to take anyone down. I'd have to wait for hopefully someone to hold <laughs> me back so I can pretend like I was going to do something. But not a, like yeah. if we're going to do this, and again, I don't condone violence, but like if there's going to be <laughs> if there's going to be a little scuffle, then let's make it a scuffle and not one of those where both yeah. teams just get in the middle and, and trash talk, threatening each other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll meet you in the back. No, you won't. You're not going to meet me yeah. in the back. Or That's let's go right like now. With, uh, with uh, Isaiah Stewart and LeBron James last year. Isaiah Stewart, he, he's right there. He's got the chance if he wants to like hit LeBron and he's super calm. And then once you know he's away from LeBron, all of a sudden, oh, no, let me at him. Let me at yeah. him. And it's like, all right. <laughs> exactly. You remember way back in the day, Rick Fox and Doug Christie, where they went at it. And then those two men in the back. And you could when, see the uh, tunnel. Doug Christie hit Rick Fox with the uppercut. I, I was yeah. like 10 and I was like, get him. Here we go. <laughs> like I hated the Lakers. I loved the Kings at the time. Um, and I think that was a preseason game. That was way too intense for, for um, you know, that time of year. But, you know, they really hated each other's guts back yeah. then. But, Someone um... going to grab Alonzo Mourning's leg like <laughs> Jeff Van Gundy? Like those are the kind of things like uh, I, I – not again, we we grew up in that era, well, you know, NBA on NBC on Saturdays, you know, the hatred between Knicks and Heat and Suns and you know, Lakers or the Blazers with Rashid Wallace. Like those guys legitimately did not like each other and they were not afraid to throw some bows and some, you know, <laughs> fist and, and go at it. Here it's like, eh, it's you know, they get yeah. each other's face and then you get the ESP alert fight breaks out between oh it was like the other day it was Giannis and, uh, and Jalen Brown it was like those two oh, getting each yeah. other's faces and I was like I looked at the video I'm like so like that was weird too because it was kind of just like Giannis kind of like threw his shoulder at him and it's like yeah okay, if you really really want to hit him you want to hit him but again I mean I would have hated for them to get in a fight and their suspensions going on right I don't like want that. any of that so I don't mind I it getting want... a little bit of, you know chippy but let's not <laughs> come there throwing bows no <laughs> No, but I want to see some of that. Like, I, I I just am tired of the whole hold me back and then I'm ready to fight. Just make your move or don't act like you're going to go do something. That's all a, a New Year's resolution for all those ready to fight in the NBA. Be ready or just don't try it. There you go. Boot up or shut up. Boot up or shut up. I like that. Well, this has been a great episode here as uh, we appreciate all those waiting for us to get through the, the Christmas holiday. We will have another one. Later on this week, our New Year's edition, we will throw out yeah. some New Year's resolutions. I guess I'll throw out some for myself, but let's still focus on the team. <laughs> we'll focus on NBA New Year's resolutions as well. We'll have some fun with that, and uh, we'll have some fun, hopefully, talking about some Pelicans wins again tomorrow against the Timberwolves at home, Friday, Sixers at home, and then ringing in the new year in Memphis against the rival Grizzlies. Well, I really appreciate it. I'll look out for those shoes here in the next couple of days. <laughs> and um, until next time, I'll, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Go Pels. And uh, what, what's, what's that saying? Oh, yeah. Let's dance. Let's dance. I hope everyone has a great rest of your week. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening to Pels and Whistles presented by Bet Online right here on the Believe Network.